0: The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gau Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gau Media station. My friends are degenerates, but I never change them. Liars, cheats, and hypocrites, not this time for saving. This is a Veritex Community Bank Roadshow, live from 500 Golf Center in Beaumont. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5.
1: And on ESPN 92.5.
0: Here's Fred Fower and A.J. Hoffman.
1: Welcome back to The Blitz. It's a special edition of Moneyline as we are out live in Beaumont, Texas at 5 Under Golf Center. Trying to keep you entertained for the next two hours. That's what we're here for. To put a little bit of money in your pocket as well, I gave out the Clippers pick in the In the last segment we're getting a little bit of talk back here because they're saying, "Hey, what about these clippers taking bad shots and and they commit bad turnovers? What about that? What about these these little spurts that they fell to to score and then they fall behind that's all." Into this spread again. I don't want to make it to where the Clippers are in a must-win situation. So, so that's where we're going to bet them. I'm going to that regression to the mean. The first few games, Mavericks were shooting out of their minds. That they they, they they ended up stealing the the, the home series from them. And then all of a sudden, you come with the Clippers, and then they win it with defense. And then uh, what Luca was with was, was injured slightly. All of a sudden, whatever they gave him, the man came back like a like a man possessed. And then all of a sudden, now we find ourselves here in a series where the where the where the team facing elimination today was a minus 300 favorite and now they're only minus three one possession i'm gonna take that if i play that same spot 10 times i feel like seven out of the 10 eight out of the 10 that the favorite that was favored minus 300 in the series is gonna show up in a must-win situation
2: no doubt, and where you should show up is at Five Under Golf Center, guys. They have some really cool stuff this summer. They have a kids camp all summer long, Monday through Thursdays, nine a.m. to noon. Instruction, snacks, refreshment, lunch is even included, guys. Kids don't even have to bring their clubs. It's a great deal. One hundred fifty bucks covers instruction for four days. Where are you going to get four days for one hundred fifty bucks? What a deal! Golf instructors, snacks—you can't beat it, guys. Prizes will be awarded throughout the camp. So, hey. You know if, if you have a kid that's into golf you want to get them into golf. This is a perfect thing. Check it out. 500 Golf Center. That's where you want to do it. What's the cutoff age?
1: I need all the <laughs> I need all the, I told you. I got I got two left arms. I mean, my my, my, uh, my swing is crooked as can be. But let's get going back to sports. 713 3776 because whenever someone tells me, man, that that's 40 to 1 and that maybe could happen I think all right what are we talking about 40 to 1 whenever you offer 40 to 1 40 to 1 that the Chiefs can go undefeated mm. 40 to 1 that the Chiefs will go 17 and 0 now there's a few angles to this because okay you think back at the few losses okay when they with the Raiders for example that comes into play with, with familiarity when you you play The division foes multiple times, right? Scheduling. But then, how about the extra game? Where does that come in? Because teams knowing now that there's an extra game in the season, what happens if the Chiefs locked it up week 14 or 15? What if they have it locked up fifteen week 15, 16, and 17? Now there's an extra week to lock it up. Think about that. Mathematically, a team that's that's dominating can lock it up a little earlier now because there's an extended uh, there's a, a, a week extra. So keeping that theory, is it possible that you can get 15 and all of a sudden they're tired, there's an extended game, they've already locked up the division, and then all of a sudden you're over here holding the ticket knowing damn well you were going to win those two last games. You see what I'm saying? I, I do, but... Let me ask you
2: this. Let me play the other side. If if, if you're Andy Reid and the team's 15-0, are you going to start sitting guys when you have a chance at a perfect season? I, the competitor in him, I,
1: I don't think it would allow him to do it. And that's where I get to because Patrick Mahomes has come out vocally and said we're going to be the first and 17-0 team. We're we're gonna go out there and break records, but saying it and then being in that situation and then all of a sudden you see you know Mahomes could take a hit and you're thinking whoa 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 whoa. But we've seen it a few years back and, and for fantasy football guy it was terrible whenever they were said Aaron Rodgers isn't playing, and then all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers comes out in the first half and throws like, what five touchdowns. Yeah, you know. So for for fantasy people it's a headache, but also for gambling guy that bets futures because you ask yourself at what point do you say that they pull the plug. Because those okay, so the, this is the thing about the uh, the scheduling. Their last two games at Cincinnati and at Denver. So, like, say they have it locked up there, uh, uh, two road games. You know, in January, cold, cold in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. c- cold in Denver. We're gonna get Mahomes out there for the for undefeated record. That's why I wonder. But then at forty to one, you're thinking. I mean, if they can win thirteen games and, and, and two of those games were real fluky, I mean, they were real. Uh, what do you? What do we do here? I mean, at forty to one, I think it's worth rolling the
2: dice because you don't have to put much down to get a nice payback. But I, I don't. I, I think if it gets to fifteen and zero, I, I think they're going for it. I, I don't. I don't see why they wouldn't. I, I really
1: don't. The next team to go as far as favorite, as far as going seventeen uh, and zero, would be the Buccaneers at fifty to one, mm-hmm. which. I just I don't see Tom Brady. That's uh, I think it's a matter of pacing yourself to that team. You know, like, let's not get ahead, too far ahead of ourselves, young bloods. You know, I could see Brady going around like, let's take our time. That wasn't a bad loss. That was a good loss. You know, let's learn from it with the with the Chiefs. I just feel like they're going out there to kill everybody. They are. But God, the Tampa's going to be so good again. I mean,
2: everybody's back. I mean, that is a loaded team. And did you see the Bruce Arians was having Tom kind of look at some of the, the draft prospects and, and getting his advice on some of these On wide games?
1: receivers yeah. at that? Yeah. Then but- he comes back and says, Brady, oh, yeah, he likes the the strong, fast, big guys. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. like the hot chicks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. me too. Me too. <laughs> you know, I like to win. Yeah, me too. i think, in me but... We got. We have to quit com- using the Brady situation for everything. Like you see, you see, Arians is giving Brady to say, "Yeah, that's Tom Brady." Yeah. Uh, I had a, my my friend, the Watson guy, he's come out. See, it's you need the input. You need the input. And I told him, if if things would have gone the way Watson, then Fuller would be here on an X amount of career, you know, a, a salary for five, six year. Give him eighty million, but he only had a half a year. He was on PDs. Give him that's my boy. You know. Will Fuller is my guy. If you would have allowed Watson to get that much pull, Will Fuller would have probably been here still.
2: Dude, and, and that could be – I don't know if you heard about this. I'm sure you did that, you know, Patrick Mahomes wanted Clyde edwards Lair when when he was talking to Andy Reid. He, like, hey, man, I really like that running back from LSU. Looking back on it, maybe Jonathan Taylor might have been who they should have drafted there from the Colts, who went even later. How quickly things changed, yeah. though, because he came out hot. He He did, but – He's not a very big dude. I always wondered. And, and when I saw him on a pro field, he looked even smaller than he did in college. You know, kind of like uh, like Johnny Manziel. From him at A&M to him on a <laughs> pro field, he he looked smaller. So, I mean, listening to your players about who to draft, that's usually not a great idea.
1: Oh, let me ask you this. Say you had to bet something drastic, like like an organ. Like, wow, they're going to take my liver for Man, this? I'm desperate. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to me? Wow, I lost a lung on that bet? Would you rather bet the Chiefs to go undefeated at forty to one, or the Houston Texas to, uh, Texans to go the reverse zero and seventeen at twenty five to one? Think about that twenty five to one to go zero and seventeen. I mean, a little <laughs> bit over half of the team, the Chiefs going seventeen and zero. That goes to tell you how bad this t- Texans team is. <laughs> Good news, Houston fans. You're only <laughs> you're twenty five to one Texans fans out there are like i got to capitalize off this team somehow. These season tickets aren't
2: paying themselves. And Early on, you're going to know. Because with that Jacksonville game week one and week three being the Carolina Panthers, I think those are two of their best
1: chances to get some wins on the board. And and we we talked about those lines, them being an underdog to a a rookie quarterback, a rookie coach at home. Yes. That Panthers game, it's minus four Panthers. And and it's at Texas it's incredible, right? I mean it really is. This is this is what you have though. This is the team they are. And that's why I wanted to kind of break it in that way because you say, "Well, how tough is it for the Chiefs to go 17 and 0? That's a lot of games." And then you but that's 40 to 1. You think, "Well, how much would it be for the Texans to go 0 and 17 and it's only 25 to 1?" So it's much more likely that they go 0-17. How do you argue with that? I mean, we went through the Texan schedule
2: on Moneyline on Sunday. And, guys, if you don't know, you know, we host a show called Moneyline on Sundays, 10 to noon. We do a lot of fantasy football and gambling. Uh, Please listen in if if you like what you're hearing today. But, yeah, I mean, we talked about it. We went through the whole schedule, and we're like, man, I only see maybe three wins on here. But that's right now. A lot could change. You know, what if Derrick Henry gets nicked up or something like that, you know, or has a fall off from his 2,000-yard season, which happens all the time. You know, are, are the Titans that good without Derrick Henry? I don't think so. So a lot of stuff can happen throughout the course of a season. But, yeah, I'm thinking of around three wins is, is about right for Houston.
1: What does it do for a locker room coming out 0-4, and 5 and 6 right? You pack it in. And not to say that this team has any kind of playoff – thoughts you know in their hearts like yeah this is a a playoff team we're going to make our run but these are still professionals you still you come in motivated a new season right you lace them up you're thinking hey it's a new start to taylor saying you know what this is my shot whatever the one-year deals too jerry like these guys are playing for their next team prove it deals yeah but what happens if in that first jaguars browns panthers bills patriots colts like what I mean, Jaguars, Browns, Panthers, Bills, Patriots, Colts. Give me two wins out of there. I'll give somebody one if they say, well, maybe this team just sucked on that day and the the Texans made it out of there. But if you come out of the gates, if you're sitting in October and and you're 1-5, 1-6, 1-7, put in Mills. I don't see
2: how you don't, especially after the bye week. I think Mills has to play. But we saw they were 0-4 with Deshaun Watson to start the season And I forget about that. Think about that. 0-4 with Deshaun. And leading the league in passing like an MVP-type season for Deshaun. They start out 0-4. I remember we were doing shows. Nobody thought they were going to turn it around. Has the defense taken a step forward or back? I don't think they're any better. They lost JJ. They lost their best defender. How are they better? And if Watson had a career year. And they still got four wins. <laughs> yeah. Then, then what are we expecting out of Taylor? What, what, what is considered success, realistically? I mean, just two be, extra be competitive. I, I don't even know if it's about wins. Just you know, be in the game in the fourth quarter. I think that's where we are. And did you see Warren Sharp's tweet that came out that the Texans are the oldest roster? He said they're the oldest at the worst roster in the NFL. And the argument you would think if it we're like, okay, we're kind of rebuilding. Let's see what some of these young guys can do. But no, a lot, a lot of older veteran players is who they're taking a chance with this. That's year. a recipe for disaster. Rebuilding with old guys, yeah, guys, old guys on one year deals. They won't even be here to help you next year if they had a good season. Why would they want to come back here?
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna rebuild this this '68 Camaro yeah. with the old parts. Yeah. You know, like who, who says that, and who says, yeah, man, that sounds like a cool idea. If they're good, old parts, not broken down old. parts. Who are these guys? These yeah. are fall guys. Yes. Who do we have in this building? This car is going to fall it's apart. It's going to be a rough year, my man. Hour one in the books. Now it's about, what, 4, five fourteen. this beer. Nick is being really, really, really smart. He says, we have a long drive, but yes. I have to drink this beer. It's cold. Got to do it. Let's do it. We're going to drink a beer here. Cheers to everyone listening to The Blitz. This is Moneyline filling in on a Friday, Friday on ESPN 97.5.
0: On ESPN 97.5 You're listening to a Veritex Community Bank Roadshow Live from Five Under Golf Center in Beaumont This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5
1: And on ESPN 92.5
0: Here's Fred Fower and A.J. Hoffman
1: Welcome back We are live out at Five Under Golf Center no, it's not the blitz, uh, the original, right? It's, it's just two knuckleheads, they call us, two degenerates as well. I'm a blitzer at heart. Welcome back. This is Moneyline filling in. That's Josh Jordan. I am Jerry Nose with a Z. We're just trying to keep you entertained here for the next hour and 45 minutes. Before we leave you in the hands of uh, Patrick Creighton, my man Pete Crate and Pete Crate late hits, shout out to him as well. Shout out to everyone hanging out on Twitch. Pellier Crystal, uh, my man Tricky Nick says uh, he loves hearing us on the weekends. Shout out to Lamont, man. Lamont's been a big part of our listeners, man. He uh, and I still remember. I always tell you, like first time we ever filled on the Blitz, Lamont was the first one, and I knew, you know, I knew he was a blitzer. And he he texted me, he was like, man, I can't listen to these guys, and he turned it <laughs> off. We were on remote. And I was like, damn you know and this is years back we've been doing this for 4 years now this show but and ever since then I you know I thought man I got to improve and I thought we got to get better but then remember I was like what do I get better at I was at the intro like I didn't even get to dancing they told me I was a bad dancer but here we are again it's it's I think the way we present things the way we try to this show is for you money line that's what we do every single sunday again from 10 to noon we make it an interactive show we want to there's only so many bets and plays that Josh and I can give you from a fantasy aspect. Also, we'd like to hear what you got to say because sometimes that open up, it opens up other theories, other windows that you might not be thinking of. So, again, if you're not familiar with us, we are Moneyline. We are the Sunday show from 10 to noon every single Sunday, bringing you the best in fantasy football, the best in sports gambling, and the best in just riots because that's what we do on a Sunday morning. It's, it's hard to get the listener to be engaged, so you just got to come out and just be silly sometimes. You do, man. Local sports. Without the coastal media bias, like we say in the
2: commercial, right?
1: Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. If you have anything to get in on the show, as far as the odds on the Chiefs, is it better odds that the Chiefs go undefeated at forty to one, or do you take Houston at twenty five to one? My man, uh, large or L A R G O one one. This is a gambler because he says once they get to thirteen and zero, you can hedge. Yeah, I love I love that because that's a gambler, and he's true. Uh, you got four games. You got. 40 to 1 equity at that point you can start betting against them even if they sit out guys then you can still get odds so either which way if you get to 13 and 0 or 14 and 0 you can hedge your way out of that it's just about to get to that 13 and 0 do they do they ease up somewhere in the in in the season i don't believe so i'd believe that they're going to surpass their uh, their team total of of wins on the season we're going to get into that because i have a few uh, a smart man once told me, don't ever look at the team total board. Don't ever bet the over on the highest win total. Don't ever bet the under on the lowest win total. But to me, uh, I'm thinking, I don't know if that guy was right because this year, the, the Texans are the lowest at four and a half wins. I want to go under. <laughs> show, show, show me five wins on that schedule confidently but with a
2: straight face. The, the only way it gets there, and we talked about it on Moneyline the other day, three things have to happen. Carson Wentz has to continue being terrible, like he was in Philly. He has to be that bad with the Colts. Derrick Henry has to have a down year, either by injury or or he's just worn down. And then the other thing, Trevor Lawrence. He has to have some rookie struggles. He's not able to to elevate that team significantly, which is very possible, right? They won one game last year. So if he improves them by five games, you would think that's a lot. But that's still you know only six wins for them. But the problem is you need all three of those things to happen for the Texans to to really make any noise in the division or the – what nobody's expecting, you know, week eight, Deshaun comes out and plays
1: dun, at, dun, yeah, dun! after a suspension or something like that, which would he be forgiven for everything? Not that it's us that would need to forgive him. For, uh, it's obviously the victims. I'm saying forgive him for, as a fan, for putting you through all this stress, you know, for for having you pay for those season two. How many guys how, how many guys and gals as fans of the Texans went in the last, let's say, three-year gap and said, you know what? My my name came up on the list. You know, you get that email and it says, you, you're you next for the season ticket list. And you're thinking, I've been waiting. I've been waiting for, for years. And you called my number and you're thinking, I got Watts in there. I'm going to see the kid grow. Sign me up. up. Upgrade me. Do you have any upgrades? Now, all of a sudden, you're looking. You're trying to sell those tickets off as quickly as possible. <laughs> How could you not? I mean, look, it, it's going to be rough. It's going to be
2: to Rod Taylor. And you ask, you know, would the fans forgive him? Man, if you watch a real ugly first eight games of the season, and Deshaun comes back and says, "And he throws a forgive me.
1: You're like, yeah, okay, Deshaun, <laughs> you had me at hello. I hope you learned your lesson. Yeah, exactly. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. If you want to get on the show, because this next topic, what's the infatuation with Bigfoot? Like, it seems like Bigfoot pops up in storylines a little more often than than, than he should. Like. I don't know where you'll hear Jose Canseco's out there doing, you know, catch Bigfoot tours and things of that nature. Now, all of a sudden, Oklahoma raises the bounty to $3 million for the live capture, keyword live capture of Bigfoot. 3 mil, 3 mil. And then I look up and say, "Man, what, what is this the onion? You know like <laughs> what, what are yes. we reading here? Who who's putting out this 3 mil?" No, this is – some of it's legit. I mean, it's coming from the District 19 State Representative Justin Humphrey. He introduced a bill in Oklahoma, and this is nothing new. He's been trying. This is multiple times. He tried to introduce a bill basically to hunt him down. At first, it was a $25,000 bounty. Now they've raised the stakes. But the key here is as soon as they started talking about it, here comes – here come. I don't want to say – uh Animal guy, or 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 you know, because this is a little different. What is that? A creature? But they're saying, how can you hurt the creature if you catch him mm. Like, don't shoot them. The PETA people are getting upset. I guess. Like, kind of I thing? don't even want to say PETA because, like, is Bigfoot comp- considered? You know, PETA eligible? <laughs> you know, does PETA represent a Bigfoot? So at this point, whoever stepped up, they they start barking and saying, you know, you're not going to hurt him if you do catch him, Whoever catches them has got to catch him, You know, there can't be no blood drawn. And there can't be no laws broken while law trying to catch him. As long as we could keep all these things intact, three million.
2: Oh man, how <laughs> do you catch Bigfoot? Like you'd be lucky just to see him. They,
1: they expect you to catch him. Like you, you have to have a trap set out already. Yes. Like you don't just walk up and you're like, oh damn, there's Bigfoot. Yeah. Like I'm gonna, I'm going get him by the ankle. Yeah. Like you <laughs> have form tackle. You have to have a booby trap. I haven't used that that term for a long time. A booby trap. Yep. You have to have something set him up, a, a hole in the ground. You got to go old school with, you know, with the blanket on top where he does it, and he falls in there. And then you, I don't know how else you capture him, but I just kept thinking, man, what's the what's the infatuation? What's what, everyone just? Bigfoot always pops up, and I'm thinking, it, for what? <laughs> like you said, the moment you do, yeah, what are you gonna do? Hey, yeah. what are you gonna do? Let's split this.
2: Yeah, <laughs> hey man, you want to split this? Let's hedge it. Yeah, I I don't see that happening. You know, Rogan talks about this all the time on his podcast. He brings all these conspiracy theory people out and, you know, aliens and Bigfoot and is the moon landing real and all that kind of stuff. And so many of these people just want to believe that that that's out there, you know.
1: And I don't know. Until I see it, I'm not going to believe it. How about cocaine hippos? Ooh, that sounds good. (laughs) That sounds like somebody I want to hang out with. Uh, Those guys can party. (laughs) Either way. Pablo Escobar, another name, like I said, that, that seems to be popping up a, a lot more as of late. Maybe Narcos had something to do with it. Whatever the case is, now all of a sudden you see. I, I, I tell you all the time, you see kids walking around with a Pablo Escobar, you know, shirt, and you're thinking, like, that wasn't a good guy. Yeah. I mean, I'm Colombian. I could tell you, like my my entire life, i I'm, I've known about him as a kid, just being from Colombia. And now all of a sudden, you're hearing about his cocaine hippos. Basically he had he during his time he had some hippos basically taken from the states <laughs> okay he, he was tiger king in it basically yeah. hippo king pablo escobar the hippo king well basically these hippos are still in there now let's call it natural habitat he's gone but they're not and they are mating at a rate more than more than the pandemic people right now they you're getting back to normal you're not you're not you're not getting busy more than these hippos, and basically they're producing, reproducing these four thousand pound you know hippos in an area that they weren't prepared. It was it was basically a little uh, it was where Pablo Escobar his retreat you know basically yeah I want hippos bring them where we gotta steal them from who the U.S. bring them all right do it make it happen. But now you have a problem, and now people have taken advantage of the situation. They've made a theme park for like a hippo park you know hippo pictures whatever. People have moved in, but at the same time they don't know what to do here and some are thinking like what do you do do you start there's too many hippos do you start killing them off like that, that it's columbia nothing's off the table i'll tell you, you right know. now i don't know what to do what is the deal when you
2: you get a, a ton of money you become super rich and then you just you want your own zoo you know what i mean like we saw this with michael jackson we see this with people that get insanely rich all the time they, they start buying all these all these animals <laughs> tigers and you know like mike tyson and the hangover with the tiger and <laughs> michael jackson with the monkey what is the obsession with like starting your own zoo once you once you
1: become super rich i don't get it and 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 and, and animal guys coming at me he just said kill the hippos no not kill them maybe stop them from you know castrate them. <laughs> they say they can only do one a year i mean i ran into this because i'm like you know the headline says uh, cocaine hippo you're thinking what are they doing selling cocaine yeah. or, or you know I what a it- trap a hippo with some cocaine yeah well it, it's becoming a problem in the environment though because they poop and there's like there's there's streams of water in, in their habitat mm-hmm. that water feeds into another uh, area of water that that's used for certain things bacteria starting to grow these hippos gotta go <laughs> they gotta go or quit doing the hippo so yeah. much you know Let, let's cut it down i know times has been rough but post pandemic life we need to quit reproducing so many hippos to be honest with you a <laughs> thing i never thought we would say that and cocaine hippos i mean they just that's why i, I read this uh, you know i'm i'm notorious for giving people bad clicks you write cocaine hippos i said that's a guy i want to hang out tonight with you're listening to the blitz on espn 975 <laughs> of research and innovation
0: innovation map is the new voice of innovation in houston
1: pretty cool huh morty
0: covering startups tech energy health social impact and more visit innovationmap.com today do it now do it do it do it now of Veritex Community Bank Roadshow live from Five Under Golf Center in Beaumont. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5
1: and on ESPN 92.5
0: Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman.
1: Welcome back to the Blitz. It's Team Moneyline sitting in on a Friday. Friday, trying to get you ready, trying to get you prepared for your weekend. Hopefully you got a drink in your hand. Whatever it is, throw it up right now. Cheers. We are live again from Under Golf Center out in Beaumont, Texas. Talking a little bit about everything from, from Watson to Little Astros to Bigfoot. <laughs> now I want to talk about this because there are certain things in life that you don't like to share particularly, you know, toothbrush, a hair, a hairbrush, you know, th- just certain things. You know, I don't... My wife. <laughs> <laughs> Wi-Fi. Like, when, when, you know, when you're somebody and you're like, hey, what's your Wi-Fi code? Like, sometimes they'll look at you like, yeah. what would you just huh? answer? The Wi-Fi And then they'll be like, give me your phone. Like, you, There's that guy. Yeah. Everyone knows that person. They'll be like, hand me your phone. And then they put it in for whatever, like, if you can't go back yeah. and look. You kind of cover it. <laughs> <laughs> you're your cop. Yeah, you're look like, over there. No, I just want the Wi-Fi yeah. password. Right? Um, well... Wait just a second for all you Amazon device owners, because Amazon is introducing a new service called Sidewalk. It aims to create a new wireless mesh. Basically, people will be using your Wi-Fi, not necessarily needing the password, but the thought is keeping everyone connected at all times. So basically, if somebody's walking by your house and they're connected, their Amazon device, which is already enrolled in it, you have to go un- take yourself off right now in your setting. So if you own, whether it's a, a the doorbell, a, an Alexa, an Echo, any of those, it's going to be automatically set to yes. Hmm. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So then all of a sudden, you're saying, well, what does that mean? So people, neighbors, anybody walking, not that they can see anything because they said it's going to be encrypted with I don't know how many layers of security. You know, they're going to give you everything. But there's uh, gonna, there's smart people out there, and they, they're going to figure out a way to crack this thing. Of and course. And to me, man, just i don't like that idea i just don't like the idea like hey let's just share wi-fi and let me share your underwear too yeah i know look
2: i don't get this either you see that with like alarm companies where they're like uh oh you're cool right if we have these microphones in your house and uh, we only use them in case of emergency and we only use these cameras in case of emergency and you're like says who like any employee can get on there and what check qualifies in this emergency. Yes. My
1: wife taking a shower. Yes, this is an emergency. That's an emergency. Yes, <laughs> we've got to come in live. Like I just, I just don't like that and how they snuck it in because maybe a lot of people out there listening right now, are like, hold on, what the hell is he talking about? I need to go back and listen to this. Yes, this sounds like something that's going to cost me money. You know, someone right now I just pulled over. Hold on, they're going to take my Wi Fi. Yeah, not exactly through code, though. They don't necessarily need the password. But once you're enrolled into this mesh network, then that's the way they want it to where you just... What, what happened to good old-fashioned use your, use your phone, yes. you know, internet? But this is where we are, and this is the direction we're headed. <laughs> it's true. And
2: you're like... Uh, can they see what I'm looking at when I set it to private browsing mode?
1: Uh, that that could be a problem, Jerry. 713-780... <laughs> <laughs> 7, 7, <laughs> 7, Josh is deleting it right now. <laughs> seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. If you want to get in on the show at any point, it's open for you. I want to talk about this guy as well because we talk about you know the these actors, I guess, or or people that you know dress up as certain and then you know you got to be the character. Well, there's a there's a Superman. I'm not going to say – well, I guess i say look-alike because he even has the little, the little curly right here yeah. and everything. I mean, he looks like it, but he went a little bit too far. And this man said that he can stop a, a bus, <laughs> <laughs> at which point he said, I'll do it on camera. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, as soon as somebody says that, you're like, okay, and you pull out your phone. Like, mm-hmm. I, bet I, I bet I could throw that football over those mountains. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you pull out your phone. Well, he says he <laughs> – it was a slight miscalculation on the distance and the speed of the bus. No, and, you don't say. And it ended up just boom, just busting Superman to the ground. Superman is, is, is laying there, people are watching, it, at which point he gets up and he says the superpowers ended up working. It really does work. It's the man of steel. <laughs> That's exactly what he said. The man of steel gets up and he says, See, I told you. No big deal. So, and, and something that started it off as an experiment and one thing ended up proving that he was made of steel. I had to look and I'm thinking, man, like, where do we get of these people? He said they call it the hand of God. <laughs> the hand of God. I, I will stop this bus in its tracks. It, it's unbelievable. I, I'm with you though. I'd have my phone out immediately. That's man. I'd always tell myself, me not having a phone growing up in school was, oh man, thank God. It kept me out of. It kept me out of jail. You know, because you would imagine if you're out there listening right now. Say you're in your mid or thirties, forties, and and on and beyond. If there was, if there was a cell phone in your high school life, if there was a cell phone in your middle school life, Nick, it would have been trouble, wouldn't it? Yeah. Imagine every time that one of your friends did something that you tell people about now. Like, man, I'm t- I seen some crazy. Imagine if there was a phone there. You know, like I, I imagine I think I would have acted out. You know, being in that mentality back then. Like, oh yeah, I'm. That's why when you see these kids sometimes they're like, man, he did what? I wouldn't. Even- I wouldn't eat no Tide Pod, you know. Like yeah. I, I think that we were. Why not? Yeah, I wouldn't do those type of things. I wouldn't do this pre pre workout mix that you're seeing people just 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 dry eating. But I think I would have got hurt. Like hey, I bet I could jump off that roof. You know what I mean? Like you would just see just random people. I bet I bet I could do. You know, I, I've seen guys just do random. I told you, I've I seen a guy eat uh, my friend's goldfish. Like he had a, he had like a thing of goldfish. A couple beers went down. Whatever. He's like, man, I'll eat that. Before you know it, it was like, and at the time we didn't have that kind of money. It was, it was more dollar bills and fives than anything, but it was like thirty-one dollars or something. <laughs> one of the goldfish was dead. He started with that one. Before you know it, he ch- and he chewed him. Oh. He chewed him. We we're like, man, are you gonna you gonna just swallow that right? Like, and that's just nasty as it yeah. is, my man. Again, if I, y'all are not going to believe this. If I had a camera on that time, you would see this man, at which point he swallowed them, and within five minutes, I'm telling you, he puked it, and one of them was still alive. <laughs> <laughs> he puked a live goldfish. These are things that I've seen with my eyes. But again, these cameras, we would never, cameras enable us to see Superman and his powers, and the man is still not stop a bus. It does. And
2: it's funny you bring up cameras because we were talking about Bigfoot a little while ago and Rogan. Did you see Neil deGrasse Tyson? He was on there with Rogan. He thinks there's no aliens because everybody's walking around with a camera, yet nobody has, like, any real video of aliens. You know, sure, we see some of these UFO reports, these tic things. Is that? Or you think that's... Well, you know, it made me pause and think for a second. Like, sure, we've seen some a lot of stuff in the news lately about aircrafts that people didn't really recognize doing stuff that... Doesn't seem possible, but like actual aliens, like that's not really out there. People aren't like, oh, I was walking my dog, and uh, here's a great video of this alien walking in the park.
1: But if they were real, do you think by now, all these years, that there would be at least one? You,
2: there'd be some video, right? Like, just think about it. The entire planet is walking around with a video camera at all times.
1: There's no way yet that yet we sleek. have no video of this. There's so no way that they're that slick.
2: No, you wouldn't think. So I was kind of like, man, he might have a point. I don't know,
1: I don't know. Yeah, you, you ask Fred, he's gonna tell you the aliens do exist. Sexy one, <laughs> sexy one. Yeah, shout out to Fred Fowler. Well, I would prefer him be sexier than not. Out at Casada busting heads. I saw he posted a picture earlier with stacks of chips. I like that. It's good to see him back in the poker world. It's, it's tough, man. People getting back out and trying to trying to be normal. You know, like yeah. so I, I was in the casino. It's weird though because these Louisiana folks—they're wild. When I was in Vegas, they were a lot more people were more scared of it. Like you could see a lot more masks out here. It's like it never existed in Louisiana. It It's never existed. They—they they were just going hard, and I'm just looking around like, man, I know I'm vaccinated, but I yeah. don't know. I don't know the, the Louisiana. I know Texas was pushing them. Like we, they were pushing vaccinations. They yeah, still are. We'll give you a free college degree, <laughs> in a boat, co- co- and free chipotle. <laughs> yes. Just take the shot. I'm looking around at all of them like, is this something you ask? Like, in, in, in Texas, it's, it's normal. Like, yeah, it, people are talking vaccinations over there. It's like, I don't even want to ask. Like, hey, everyone, he's vaccinated. You know, like, I, whatever the case Get is. a root. What? <laughs> <laughs> what like, why? Like, who are you? Yeah. I didn't even want to mention it. But at the same time, I said, man, these people are, are living La Vida Loca. They, I'm telling you, I, I, I might have saw five masks this whole time in that casino, literally. Wow. like, They're not
2: Nothing. I mean, that's, you know, I went to uh, pitch 25 the other day and watched the big soccer match. And, yeah, I mean, I maybe saw one or two people in, in mass, man. It, it's changing. It. I think people
1: are getting vaccinated. And man, I, I'm excited, man. We should. Me, too. Get I feel comfortable. I feel yeah. comfortable. Let's get back going towards normal. And, and then me, I mean, I had it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I can confidently say now that I, I'm, I'm glad in the direction we're going. It's time to, I'm not going to necessarily say mask off. You know, if you choose to still wear it, but if you're fully vaccinated and, and you're taking still the precautions and and you're not, you know, touching everything and eating your boogers, you know, like just, you know, just basic hygiene. Yeah. At this point, I think I think that we we might be safe. I'm not I'm not sure where where to. Uh, I mean, when when do you safely pass a joint to the to your to your mate? Right, and that's tricky. And did you see the thing
2: uh, came down today from the NFL that, you know, essentially. The players is not the new protocol that came down. But for coaches, if you want to be on the field or be around the players, you have to get – it's basically if, if you're a coach or a staff member for an NFL team, either get the vaccination or stay in your office the entire season. I mean, that that's pretty much the way they have it right now. And that just came down this afternoon to where if you're a coach, you can't be around players unless you're vaccinated. But but it's not vice versa. It doesn't work the other way around. They're not holding the players for the same – to the same level of
1: accountability 713-780-3776 if you want to get in on the show at any point and talk anything because there's a fight this weekend and I'm, an exhibition about whatever you want to say a scrap Mayweather Logan Paul I don't even know what to do about this situation but there are odds mm-hmm. <laughs> there are odds and whenever there's odds I mean there's a way and when, when there's a way we're going to find it Next on the Blitz ESPN 97.5 Got my these are lonely. moment when I got saying wow.
0: your hat? You're listening to the Blitz. The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You're listening to a Veritex Community Bank Roadshow, live from 500 Golf Center in Beaumont. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5.
1: And on ESPN 92.5.
0: Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman.
1: Father's Day is coming, so get Dad Roses. That is Four Roses Bourbon Whiskey. To help celebrate ESPN 97.5 and the Blitz are having a Father's Day tasting event hosted by Fred and AJ featuring Four Roses Bourbon Whiskey. The event will be held in the ESPN 97.5 lobby on Wednesday, June 16th from 7 to 9 p.m. Right now is your chance to win a spot for you and a guest. Let's go with caller number... Let's make it easy what wow. 14 and i was going to go We they got the promo people helping helping us 14 cuz being a being a uh, an intern when they throw out those triple digits when they're like
3: 158 <laughs> yeah, like, why yeah but i don't have an intern 12? today jerry it's all me
1: oh, see see and i'm going to blame that on the promo people let's go 4 No, you said 14.
3: We're going with 14. All right. 14 it is.
1: 14 it is. Caller 14 if you want to get out to the party and taste this Four Roses bourbon whiskey. Like I said, AJ and Fred will be involved. It will be in the ESPN 97.5 lobby. Hey, June 16th, or or June 16th, I'm sorry, from 7 to 9, that sounds like a party. I don't know if I can win. If you win, invite me, whoever you are, because I'm going to be there, and, and I like to drink whiskey. Yeah, who doesn't? Who doesn't? Now, let's get back to a few things here because... We've, you know, we've got a little bit off track with the with the Bigfoot, and we've talked a little bit of things about cleanliness, and and now I want to talk about things that matter, like this Jake, though this Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather fight, because not so much that the fight matters. We know this is a, it's a crapshoot basically at this point. Like I don't even know how they're going to go as far as when they say that there's not going to be any judges, but then there's a betting. Line then then how do you how how do you get a winner like yes. what's going to happen here is it just on man it was a good fight he beat me like how does that happen we saw that hap- saw, happen in the in the Mike Tyson exhibition bout you know where where everyone said man Tyson w-, you know smoked him and then when they went to the well, it's a draw and you are thinking what is this a is this a money grab so now whenever I go look at the sports book they have when it tells you usually when you go bet football for example it'll say game has to be played on or or. Game has to be played within a certain amount of days for this bet to be valid. Yep. This one has nine different details that have to happen. For example, it says there will be no judges. If a KO or TKO, the standing fighter will be the winner. If no TKO and KO, the winner will be decided via vote. Vote by who? Ooh, that sounds the, easy to rig with the votes, right? That, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Who's voting? Like, usually we get you know judges' scorecards. Yeah. Right? Who's voting? If the broadcast declares a winner via voting, this result will be for settlement purposes. Mm. So who, whoever's up there, if they, you know. Logan Paul really look good out there. Yeah. I, I would say he, I mean, where do we go from this? But then there's bets. And at that point, I'm like, well. I guess let me slide well, in yeah, here somewhere. It's not going to deter you. Eight <laughs> round fight, minus two twenty five. Floyd Mayweather by Floyd Mayweather by KO, TKO, or disqualification. So first, let's start there. Eight round bout. Does this go the distance? Who knows? This is a <laughs> like. Is there any initiative for for Floyd to go for the knockout?
2: And that's not really his style anyway.
1: That's. That's what I'm wondering here like is it just a is this is a matter of Floyd going by decision because at that point you get plus 225 Floyd by decision. Yeah.
2: I mean that makes more sense. I, I mean this is one of those things where you know I'd bet just to make it fun but I I'm not excited that I'm going to have a real angle on this thing. It's
1: a it's, it feels like a publicity stunt in some way. Well, according to odds and this is the angle that they're trying to push you to so they say fight goes distance no minus 300 so they're saying no as a three to one favorite that this fight is not gonna go the distance so then you start saying okay if Floyd mayweather's favored by that much then where do you find Floyd in, in in those rounds one through eight if you get if you take him round one or two for Floyd to come out there and end it five to one round one or two five to one Floyd ends it or does he or does he play the the McGregor card where he makes it a a dramatic movie where he let Connor look a little bit dangerous, let Connor kind of land a, a shot or two that kind of made him think, you, you saw him snap back a little bit like, okay, I felt that one. Yeah. Then eventually he ended it as he wanted to. Does he do that? Does he make it, build it to a climatic story? Or does he just say, you know what, this, these brothers have been talking way too much I'm about to come out here and embarrass him. Which one is more likely? Because I'm thinking he might go out there and embarrass him that took your hat. Yeah. Got your hat. Yeah. When have you seen, my friend was telling me that was all staged. He thinks it was stage. Oh, it probably was. I mean, it's boxing. I mean, so much of this stuff is all BS. Is Mayweather in a,
3: go ahead. All right, so let me ask you this, because I, I posed this to Creighton yesterday. We know that this isn't sanctioned. We know it's just basically a BS wrestling match with boxing gloves. So both camps have sat down with this ref, and both camps are going to tell this ref, Listen, like, Mayweather's camp is going to tell this ref, listen, this kid needs his ass kicked. No matter how many times he goes down, you don't call it a TKO. But you know the Paul family has sat down this ref and gone, listen, my boy goes down twice. Even if he doesn't look dazed, you call it off because we can't get him really hurt, and there's an extra check in it for you as long as he doesn't get hurt. Like, do you trust it not to go? I trust it not to go the distance because I feel like the second he catches the first real Hook from Mayweather, he's going to fall over. He's going to get back up, act like he's tough, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Catch a fake one again, and then the ref's going to step in and go, no, no, he can't do this anymore. He's out. Because there's no judges. This isn't a, a real fight
1: by any means. No, yeah, there's nothing to stop that. That's what's so dangerous here. That's why when you said, man, how am I betting money on this? But then you see those payouts, and then you start speculating. Like I said, is he going to go out there and knock him out? Or what Aaron says, is that a scenario so where you can start looking for one of these bets? But then I have guys that friends hitting me up saying, even asking me, like, I've hung up on a guy. I didn't even answer him. I, he called back laughing. He said, hey, is there any way Logan Paul is going to knock out Floyd? I just hung up. Like, yeah. like what, what do you want me to answer that? Do we have to go, Do we have to go to Floyd's? <laughs> resume? you telling me that, okay, Logan Paul's a big puncher. You're telling me he's a bigger puncher than than some of these guys that he's fought? You're telling me that he was a bigger puncher than than Ricky Hatton in his time, than, than Marquez, you know, than Pacquiao? Like, you telling me Only that. Only takes one, though, right? It, it, and that's the thing, a puncher's chance. Yeah. That term came from somewhere, the phrase. Yeah. So it exists. But when you talk about the greatest defensive boxer of all time, the greatest. You know, many many, many would hate watching his fights. Mayweather, because he ran. You know, it, it, seem like, man, this is not fight. He's going to win by decision. You knew. You're paying $60 on pay-per-view Mayweather by decision. Don't you think I mean, that was kind of the thing you did with Connor, right? He kind of
2: just made him tire himself out. Exactly. Don't you think
1: that might be the the strategy here? How important is the 50 or, or the undefeated record for him? I think it's the most important oh, ever. Oh, dude, he, that's his calling card. Call. Some say, well, what if he set up for a draw? So they can, Because the amount of money they're making, his brother made $96 million off that last fight with one, uh, I'm not going to call him washed up, uh, journeyman Ben Askren. A guy that wasn't even in the UFC anymore. A guy that showed up fat and out of shape. Ninety-six million is what they're reporting that Jake Paul pulled in from that. When you start looking at numbers, Jake Paul starts barking at Dana White saying, brother, I've made more in these exhibition fights that y'all call exhibition than more than every fighter in the UFC but two. There's only Khabib and there's only Conor McGregor that have made more money than I have in the little bit of fights that I have. That's, that says a lot. Well, it does. That tells you... Dana knows what he's doing running his company. And that's why everyone's (laughs) biting back now. Now That's why you're seeing for fighter equal pay. You know, you're seeing Masvidal saying, pay me. You're saying, uh, you're seeing John Bones Jones, hey, pay me. But now, when you're seeing what they were actually getting paid, I mean, I feel sorry for the guys that in, in, in the first in, uh, run of UFC. Whenever UFC first started, those guys were getting hammered. You know, let's think about UFC. Whenever you were, you, you might have had to fight mixed martial arts two fights in a night. You know, let's go back to UFC. Whenever these guys were fighting with no weight classes, you know, let's think back of at a time when these guys weren't getting paid. If they weren't getting paid now. They're not getting paid then. Some of those backyard fights, those guys might have been making more money. Kimbo was probably making more money on the side. But then, like I said, it's just here they are. We allowed them. And I say we as a whole because they're making money from somewhere. Someone's buying these things. They
2: are. I think if if I'm approaching this as a better, I'm approaching this like I'm betting on a a WWE wrestling match. You know, I'm, I'm guessing...
1: What script they wrote for this? Will Jake Paul accompany Logan to the ring? Mm, yes, minus 150. It's only minus 150. Does the brother get the, the – does he the, Does he say, man, I'm going to let my brother have the chance. I'm going to let Logan have the light. Or does he say, you know, I'm walking with him like, like a Diaz brother would in the UFC. That's only minus 150. Would Mayweather wear a hat? Will Mayweather wear a mask? Minus one twenty. These are all like these aren't like minus nine hundred. Yeah. You know, like these are just things that literally can give you basically one to one. Will Mayweather wear a mask to the ring? What would he? Why would he? I, I don't think he would, but who knows? I like it though. This is very Super Bowl esque with all these prop bets. Okay, we saw Mayweather in the in the Gotcha hat incident. We saw him look scruffy. He, his hair was puffy. Let's mm-hmm. say his facial hair was everywhere. Will he have a shaved head fight night? Minus one sixty. I bet he will. We're creatures of habit, man. Minus 160. You heard it there. Josh said put a kidney. On minus 160, Mayweather to have a shaved head. There's no way that he goes in there with that scruffy head the I way that he so. is. He likes to flaunt. You know, he likes to look good. You talked about Chris Paul wouldn't walk through the
2: right or left door if it was out of the norm for him. He'd have somebody come down and unlock it. I bet Floyd shaves that head.
1: Floyd's shaving the baby fro. And I'm going to shave down some of these lines because we have an hour left of this show. And I'm going to bring you the gym of the day next
3: forever ESPN
0: 975